Welcome to the VBPH Sermon Podcast. All this week we'll be featuring sermons from the recent 2023 Bible Conference in Tempe, Arizona, pastored by Mark Olson. We hope these are a blessing to you, and we're sure they will be. Thanks for listening and supporting world evangelism, and enjoy today's sermon. Hallelujah. You know what I love about this fellowship? How did you know? Hallelujah. Amen. First, just to want to thank Pastor Olson. Amen. The Tempe Church for a conference. Amen. Thank God they put this on. Amen. Every year for us. Thank you, Pastor, for the privilege to preach. Amen. Uh, also, just real quick. Amen. Just a good report. I'm not giving a report this week. So real quick. Amen. Peoria is doing great. God's really helping us. We have good growth and things that are happening. We were able to bring 11 couples to conference. Amen. And God's doing a good work. And the very last announcement last night was our first granddaughter church out of our congregation down in Mexico. And looking forward to what God's going to do. Amen. Also appreciate all of uh, the sermons this week. It has been a a uh, week of revelation, a week of God's power and God's life. And I'm just excited today at what God's helped me to uh, preach and believe in God to help us be in the flow. So let's turn to Judges 6 this morning in the Word of God. Judges 6 in the Word of God. Six years ago, tomorrow was the Saturday after Tempe Conference. We were still assisting here. We were relaxing. We were rejoicing. We were recovering. (laughs) Sergeant Rob Hall, who was our door director at the time, had our youth up in Prescott at the Youth Extreme up there. So about four in the afternoon, Rob called me and said, there's been an accident in Preston. Uh, Your son was injured playing football, and uh, his lung collapsed. Uh, He's in the ER up there in Prescott Valley. And uh, so we get various scraps of news, lung collapse, broken ribs. So obviously we immediately get in our vehicle. We start driving up to Prescott, uh, of course, to get there to be with our son. And we get to about I-17 in Carefree Highway, and the ER doctor called me on, on the cell. I just pulled off and was able to talk to him. And what he explained to me, he said, your son's lung has collapsed. We've been able to stabilize it, but he has broken ribs. One of his lungs is lacerated. It looks like a high-speed motorcycle accident that has happened. So we're not prepared to operate on him like he needs here in PV. So we're going to air vacuum down to Good Sam in downtown Phoenix. So we turned around. We drove to Good Sam. At Good Sam, protocol, they get him out of the helicopter. They do all the exams again. From Prescott Valley, 30 minutes later at Good Sam, there's no lung laceration. There's no broken ribs. God did a miracle and uh, healed our son. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Needless to say, when that happened, I had not prayed about that that morning. So my wife and I, as that news comes, of course, you're confused, you're worried, you are, right, it grips you, amen. You're in the moment of a very difficult, uncertain situation. What was interesting is we both would testify to you, we were enveloped with a distinct supernatural peace, almost like a force field or a a bubble around us. And as we're going through all those things, it's like I was able to be outside myself and see what was happening and be able to process things clearly, not in panic, not in overwrought fear or confusion. We were enabled to be clear-minded, and I would call it a mental stillness or calm inside of our spirits. I'm using that as an illustration of the revelation we're going to look at from this text. It is the name, one of the names of God, Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. And I believe in that moment, we had a dimension of the Lord is peace upon us. And brothers and sisters, the world that we're about to step back into when we get home is a world of the last days, the perilous times that we're living in. And we need God's peace inside of us to give us clarity of mind, to give us the ability to stand in the face of chaos and insanity and to be clear-minded and to make good decisions and to be on the right track as we lead our churches, as we lead our families and serve God. So I want to encourage you about Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace this morning. Judges 6, the story of Gideon, you would remember uh, some of the pieces. The Midianites would come, they would take the harvest. Gideon is threshing a little bit of wheat. The angel of the Lord comes and speaks to him. And I'll, I'll talk more about the chapter and the story as we go through the sermon. But for the sake of a text, 22 through 27, Amen. When Gideon perceived that this was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be unto you. Fear not, you shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, and he called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet... In that place. Let's pray together. God, I ask you right now for your anointing to preach your word, Lord God. I am praying, Holy Spirit, that you would take the words of my mouth, God, this revelation that you've given me to give to your people. I pray that it will be transmitted, God, to every soul, heart, and mind in this place, that you would enable your people with your supernatural peace, for you are the God that is in control, Lord God. And I loose your power and grace on the people of God. My fellow pastors and brethren, God, visit us with your peace. Help us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's think first of all about chaos. Amen. It is a time of great confusion. In our text, Israel would work, the Midianites would raid. They would labor. They would put the seed in the ground. They would... 
water the seed. They would give the crops, amen, time to grow. And uh, it's in Judges 6, a little earlier, 3 through 6. When Israel had sown, the Midianites came up, the Amalekites, the children of the east, encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, ox, or ass. And they came up with their cattle and tents like grasshoppers for multitude. They entered into the land to destroy it, and Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. So here is a very frustrating thing. They have labored for harvest, they have labored for crops, and now it is completely stolen and gone from them. It's very confusing. There's no easy solution. What do you do about this? How do you combat this? How do you resolve this issue? There's not a clear solution. They were unable. Also, as you read the text, you find out that in this confusion, they made some very strange choices. It said they would leave their homes and go and hide in caves. So they're making this strange decision to be out of their own house and live in these caves. And uh, they would not gather to resist the Midianites. Later, we know Gideon made a call and 32,000 men showed up for the army, right? Well, where were these men now? Where were they at at this point? Well, they're accepting the situation. They're, they're, they're saying, well, that's just the way it is. We really can't do anything about it. And they've accepted it. This brings us right to our day. We're living in a day of chaos. Every day on the news, what do you got? You got trannies and grannies and nannies. Right? Go woke, go broke, man. Just ask Coke. There's wars and rumors of wars, right? Constantly, amen, uh, things are happening in the earth and alliances and militaries being moved to borders and rockets being fired and cruise missiles and soldiers. Uh, and this happens every single day. There's inflation and then there's deflation. Just on the 1st, May 1st, the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. We all know how much we're paying for gas, right? Just the chaos. Then there's prophetic things. Israel, if you're keeping an eye on Israel, which I encourage you to do, that's the signpost of God in the earth. Uh, amen. There are nations surrounding them, and the proxies of Iran are, are all around. There is this civil war going on in Sudan, which is on the uh, western side of Israel. And uh, if the Iranian proxies get their way, you'd have Iranian proxies all around Israel. And they're also standing alone because now, uh, amen, the U.S. administration pulling away from Israel. They're standing alone. Ezekiel 38 and 39 is about to happen. Amen. There are things that are taking place in the earth. Uh, there's lawlessness. Uh, there is strong delusion to believe a lie like somehow we have to call you a different pronoun and your gender is not defined at birth. Uh, that's stupid. But think about this. It's brilliant people that are doctors and they know biology, but they believe that. That's strong delusion. That doesn't make sense. 
And so this is happening in our world. It's frustrating, is it not, sometimes in the ministry, all this work and yet no harvest. The confusion of what are we going to do in our country? You know, should we elect Trump? Should we elect DeSantis? Should we, what should we do? Well, you know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter who gets in there. Uh, the chaos is just going to keep going, brother and sister. So there's not a clear solution. And what happens is this brings strange choices. Now, there's saints that don't frequent God's house anymore. They stay in their man cave at home. And they want to watch online. That's a strange choice for a Christian to not want to be at God's house, right? There's things, but this is happening. And uh, many do not rise up and fight. How many times can you position your government to do something that's to not do something that's stupid, right? On and on and on. You know what the truth is? Uh, amen. It's confusing times. And then also this brings a loss of confidence. So our text reveals uh, this chaotic climate damaged the confidence and triggered fear. Gideon is hiding to thresh just a little small amount of wheat. He's intimidated. He's not bold and out leading the charge at this point. And we know in verse 13, he's not believing. He said to the angel of the Lord, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then what is all this that has befallen us? And where are all the miracles our fathers told us about? So he's voicing unbelief. His faith is shaken. His confidence in God, his confidence has been shaken. And this happens to in chaos. Brothers and sisters, uh, believers, uh, churches, pastors, pastors, wives back on their heels, uh, confused uh, and uh, uh, lacking a confidence. And there is a very real spirit of fear that is loose uh, on our and attacking us as God's people. Uh, it's been mentioned through conference uh, and uh, some have gone into the bunker they're caring for the little wheat of their congregation, but they're no longer building an altar out in the face of evil like Brother Randall preached. And evangelizing, there's a shaking of the confidence, there's a backing off from these things. Uh, our faith is hindered. We can question God. We can question vision. Maybe we should do something else. Maybe we should have a different model for our church. And remember hell's aim through fear to steal and kill and destroy. And he is targeting our faith. He is targeting our confidence. So secondly, let's think about God's answer. Praise God. God's not caught off guard by this. He has an answer. God's answer is you. It's God's people. You know, I find it interesting about this text. God did not send an army of angels to wipe out the Midianites. God sent one angel to one man. And God comes, the angel comes and he speaks to Gideon. Now, just get this picture in your mind. He's threshing a little bit of wheat in the wine press, right? He's out back, he's looking around, right? He's afraid. The Midianites could come at any time. And this angel shows up and he says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon's like, no, no, he's afraid. That was not how Gideon saw himself, but it was how God saw him. It was the eyes of God that looked upon this man 
and said, you are a mighty man of valor for me. And uh, God's eyes saw different than Gideon's eyes saw. This is still God's answer, my brother, my sister. It is the people of God. It is you and I. He sends his angel. Who is it that's living inside of you, my brother, my sister? Well, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that has indwelled us. We're still Pentecostal, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> Saved, born again, washed in the blood, water baptized and fire baptized. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, his angel lives inside of us and he dwells inside of us and he empowers you. You plus the Holy Spirit is a majority. Amen. That's God's answer. And God's view of you is true. We don't see ourselves as the mighty men or women of valor. We see worthless. We see weak. We see our struggles and problems. And, and like uh, Brother Buckles preached, we need to be aware of those things. Uh, but listen, that doesn't define you. What defines you uh, is who God says you are. What defines you uh, is how God sees you. And what God can make out of your life, uh, you in this place are the mighty men and women of valor that the Holy Spirit makes that person and makes you into that individual. Uh, and you, uh, a Holy Ghost empowered saint, is God's answer to the chaos. It's God's answer to the confusion. So this angel comes. Uh, might even be God himself. We, we are, think that may very well be. That's what the commentators say. But the issue is here is this angel and God gives Gideon a revelation. So God's answer is the people of God with the Holy Spirit indwelling us. But also God gives him this revelation of his nature. I was very struck by this. God gave him a specific revelation. This was not Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. This was not, amen, uh, even it uh, doesn't seem like it's a real battle kind of definition of God's nature, but it's very specific to a time of chaos. It's very specific to a time of confusion. It is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. That means there is a dimension of inner confidence that we can be clear minded that we can stand strong and do the will of God in our generation. This happened to Gideon. As he gets this revelation, he makes the altar, as we read in our text. But then we see, amen, in 33, amen, the Midianites, the Amalekites were gathered together. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. He blew a trumpet and Abiezer was gathered after him. He sent messengers through all Manasseh and he sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, Naphtali, and they came up to meet him. In other words, he's making a call to battle. He is making a stand now. He is standing for God because of this revelation, because of this dynamic of that inner peace and inner confidence. A few, a little bit of time before, he's afraid, intimidated, threshing a little handful of wheat. Now he's making a call to the whole nation to gather together. We're going to make a stand. We're going to stand for our God. We're not going to allow 
allow these Midianites to rule the day any longer. We're going to stand for God. And he has this revelation that is enabling him to do this. This is true for us today. We need the revelation of Jehovah Shalom. And we need it in a personal way. There needs to be that unlimited power of God that is manifested as peace inside of you. That your mind is not all panicked. That your mind is not all freaked out when the latest news cycle comes through or this or that happens in the church or in life or in circumstances. It is the supernatural ability to think clearly. To make godly decisions, not rash, hasty, confusing decisions, but decisions that are clear, decisions from the word of God to stand and obey the will of God. And and just like I tried to explain in that introduction story, there was a dimension that was not me. It was not us. It was the the spirit of God, the, the, the Jehovah Shalom that was around us that I remembered. It was like. I didn't even honestly feel extremely worried. I was concerned, but not worried. And there was an ability to think straight. That's Jehovah Shalom. That's the revelation that God can and wants to give us in the middle of the last days and this time we're living in. And I also find it interesting. Remember Gideon, we we kind of tease them sometimes. Oh, you you had this revelation, but then you need the fleece, right? Okay, so God, uh, I want the fleece, uh, and I want it wet everywhere, but not on the fleece. So God does it, and the next day he says, "Okay, one more, Amen. I want it. Uh, I want it wet only on the fleece and dry everywhere else." And we, ah ha ha. Hey, God, let him have it. God gave him almost like additional reassurances. To strengthen his faith, right? Then later when the army of the 300, so he gets 32,000, he's probably thinking, all right, I don't know about you, pastor, but if I had 32,000 in a service, I'd praise God, man. (laughs) But then the Lord whittles it down. Every pastor knows you get the crowd and then God begins to whittle them down, whittle them down. (laughs) Praise the Lord. 300. That's it. And they say you can't see the end of the Midianite camp. Right. It's this dynamic. And it's like the odds are so wrong. Fear comes again to Gideon because fear doesn't give up easily. And God says, "Okay, if I know you're still afraid, so take someone with you and go down to the Midianite camp and then you'll hear what I'm doing. So they get down to by the camp. And these two Midianites are talking in their tent. And if you know anything about camping, you can hear everything through tents. Right? Especially when they're snoring. So they're up against this tent, right? And this guy's talking. I had a dream. Well, what was the dream? Well, this barley loaf came down from the mountain and hit us and we all scattered and And this guy says, that's nothing but Gideon. He doesn't know Gideon. He's a he's a Midianite. And God's showing him, listen, even the heathen are prophesying about you, bro. 
like God's got your back. God is with you. And so what I find so encouraging about this uh, is that God gave him some other revelations uh, and signs to continue to reassure the faith of his man and say, you know what? I am with you. God is still willing to grant you that kind of thing, my brother, my sister. Because you may leave conference with the revelation of Jehovah Shun. You should go with the power of conference. Uh, but then something happens and that enemy comes again. That lie comes again. You know what? Ask God. Seek God. Knock uh, on the door. Say, God, uh, I'm wrestling with this again. And I know I believed you from conference. But now this has happened. And, and God, give me an encouragement and a strength. Uh, and he's faithful to do that. I was very interested to realize this in studying this. Uh, remember, Jesus left the Holy Spirit, right, for his followers. When he went and ascended into heaven, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But then I was reminded as I was looking this up, John 14, 27, he left something else. He said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, but my peace I give to you. So that revelation is part of the mix of what the Lord left for his New Testament, for us, New Testament followers, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and his peace. It is not like the world gives, it's supernatural. And that is what counters the confusion. That is what counters the chaos of our generation. So this revelation is very powerful. And that's what I'm believing God to help us with this morning. The other thing God gives him is God's wisdom, this supernatural wisdom in how to arrange this battle, right? So remember Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than yours. So God is so faithful to give us that supernatural wisdom that we need. And in Gideon, God did this. So here's this army of 300. And then the Lord gives him the strategy of all strategies. Okay, get the 300 guys. Yes, Lord. Get a torch. Get a pot. A trumpet and a sword. What a strategy. <laughs> I don't think military folks are like studying that one out, right? So, no. <laughs> what is this? This is a supernatural strategy. This is supernatural wisdom. This is something that doesn't make sense on the natural level. It only makes sense from God's perspective. Right. And you get up on the side, get the 300 around this huge army on the hills. And at the right time, you break the pot, hold up the, the, the torch, blow the trumpet, doo -doo -doo -doo, put it down, pull out the sword, the sword of the Lord and Gideon. That's the whole strategy. They do this and I mean, they defeat the whole army. Right. God just does this amazing thing. You know what I believe? God has supernatural strategies for us in our generation, in our day and time. Confusion. How do you, you know, sometimes we do, the, us pastors, we do the report. Yeah, I went to the city and I'm just doing what we do. Just doing what we do, you know, just doing what we do. What is that? Well, we always just do that. And that's good. We should do what we do. But can I submit to you as well? God has sometimes some supernatural things that he will give you, some strategies that are not so 
cookie cutter and always the same. It's like God has the divine wisdom that's higher that we can help that he can help us with in his wisdom. And, uh, you know, when you go to a different nation, when you go to a different city, uh, Herman talked about going to Memphis, Tennessee. It's a different country for him. Yeah, but when I went to California, it was a different country for me. Right? It, wherever you go, it's just a different place, man. And you got to get some divine strategy for how to handle that and what to do. And God is faithful to give us that. And the key is when you catch the revelation of Jehovah Shalom, the issue is then you can be at peace. And you know what? When you're at peace, we think a lot better. We think a lot clearer. And remember... God is not in the wind. God is not in the earthquake. God is not in the fire. He's in a still, small voice. You have to be at peace to hear that. And he'll give you wisdom. He'll give you strategy. He'll give you a divine, supernatural way to move forward. So this is God's answer. It is his people. It is revelation that he gives us. It is wisdom that he downloads to us. And uh, what a blessing to know as God helped Gideon, he'll help us. So I want to close with God's power this morning. Hallelujah. So God in his power gives us these revelations like I just mentioned. And part of that power is he can give us a clear mind. God has not given you the spirit of fear, which is panic, which is chaos, which actually at its root, that word means timidity or cowardice. God has not given you that spirit. That's a demon spirit. But he's given you the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. You know. The word sound means clean. It also means clear. Not a mind that's all confused by fear. Not a mind that because of the chaos, you know, we all need to move somewhere, buy a bunch of guns and survival food and get in the bunker and, you know, paint ourselves all down. But don't worry, we're going to use CFM logo, you know, camouflage. (laughs) Got to keep to the pattern, you know. Right. But that, that's fear. That's like that's that's irrational for a Christian. That's irrational for us. Yes, Pastor Mitchell used to say it's not survival. It's revival. Amen. The clear mind to think straight. And so Gideon here, now that he has this revelation, these reassurances, he sees the issues in God's light and he's able to make the correct choices. Now he's no longer hiding in the caves and behind his father's house at the wine press. Now he's on the offense. Now he is moving toward the enemy. Now he has a clear strategy in mind about how to bring the war, amen, to the enemy and bring the battle to the enemy and press against the gates of hell. You read a little bit later in Judges 8 uh, that uh, in verse 18, he has this strategy of an ambush. Uh, So it's in the middle of a battle. It's in the middle of the chaos. Uh, But in the middle of all of that, he has a clear strategy in uh, Judges 8.18. It says, uh, um, that's the wrong verse. Amen. But there was an ambush that was there. (laughs) That's the one where he's going to whip them with the the thorns from the wilderness. So that's a different verse. But amen. (laughs) 
The point is, he has this secret way up to come around when the enemy is fleeing from him. And he has this strategy. He's clear minded. He can think straight. He can think strategically. He can think clearly and uh, be able to ambush and have strategy against the enemy. And this is what happens when we gain this revelation. We gain God's power to not be uh, mentally chaotic anymore, to not just be rash in our decisions or choices or to wonder what to do. Uh, There is a peace inwardly and mentally and then we can make decisions. Then we can make clear calls. Uh, Then we can make clear strategy and lead clearly, amen, and and move forward uh, in the way of righteousness and God's will. Uh, It settles our spirits uh, in the trials and assaults and we can then make biblical decisions. We can make strategic choices. Uh, We can uh, do the things that God has called us to do, uh, being led by that still small voice which knows everything beforehand and knows exactly what we need to do. Clear-mindedness is a manifestation of God's power within us. God also in his power brings deliverance. We know the end result of our text. God used a fearful but obedient man to drive out the enemy, right? To establish a victory for his kingdom and his people. Uh, This gigantic foe, a multitude without number, is routed. They are ran out of the country uh, and there is a deliverance for God's people, uh, amen, simply because uh, a fearful man, a man that was, yes, afraid, but he was active, he was doing what he could uh, and God brought him revelation, God brought him understanding, uh, God brought him reassurances and empowered him and then he simply began to obey God and step out for God and God threw a vessel that isn't Mr. Perfect or Mr. On Top of Everything and yet he's a man that's empowered with revelation, empowered with God's wisdom and through that man God worked a great deliverance for his people. And you know the odds are against us church in our world today, right? The odds are against God's people. But as we heard earlier this week, there's more for us than there are against us. And yet society, uh, the people around us, the government, whatever, uh, amen, authority figures are against the church, against God's people. Uh, But when God finds men and women of God uh, who will grasp the revelation of Jehovah Shalom uh, and choose to fully obey him in peace of mind uh, and confidence in our God, uh, he releases his awesome power. He brings deliverance to people's lives. Uh, He brings deliverance to cities and to nations uh, through us as his vessels, through us as his people and we march forward in God's power in life uh, and absolutely see the victory won for the Lord hallelujah Romans 16 20 the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly I read an interesting description of that word shortly it's a picture from the Roman army and when the Roman army would put all of their armor on the sandals that they would wear would have nails 
or, or like uh, uh, rivets in the bottom. And when they would march, uh, it would be like a clacking on the ground because of the metal that would be hitting and they, as they marched in cadence. Uh, and uh, what they would teach their soldiers, they say, if you're on the march, uh, amen, uh, you uh, don't turn to the right. You don't turn to the left. Uh, if somebody happens to stumble and get in the way of the army, they would just march right over them and pummel them. And that's how it says uh, that God is going to use us to crush Satan under our feet, the marching orders of God. And if the devil gets in the way, then it's on him. Hallelujah. And God's going to help us. He brings deliverance through us in his power and his life. The final thing that God's power does is it fulfills his potential for us. Gideon really did become that mighty man of valor that God said he was. I mean, he he destroyed this whole army. Jehovah Shalom used him as an instrument of God's authority that took dominion over the Midianites. Judges 8:28. This is the right verse. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel. So they lifted up their heads no more. Glory. And the country was in quietness 40 years in the days of Gideon. So he has dominion now. There is a potential through this man that through God became the mighty man of valor. He wasn't that in the beginning, but by God's power, revelation, strength and wisdom, he took authority over the enemy. And now, you know, for those 40 years, you know what happened? The harvest is restored. Right. All these years they're planting everything and there's no harvest. They get stolen away. And for us, the stinking devourer comes, the thief comes and steals our converts and removes them from the church and takes away, amen, the fruits of our labor. That enemy is a thief. That enemy is a liar. But through God's power and God's glory, he will use us as the mighty men and women of valor. And God absolutely can fulfill his potential in your life. You can be, amen, a mighty man and woman of valor. You can be the one that God uses, uh, amen, uh, to establish his authority, to rout the enemy in your life, your family, uh, your church, your city, uh, uh, a nation, whatever it might be, whatever place you're called to in God, uh, amen, God has plans for you. God sees you uh, as he sees you, a mighty man or woman of valor. uh, And if you'll take hold of these revelations uh, and you will function in them and let that peace enable you uh, to bring the right choice at the right time, it will bring destiny. It will bring the fulfillment. It will bring the favor of God. You know, destiny is all about right choices at right times. uh, And the peace of God enables you to make those choices uh, and to follow through on those decisions. uh, And God will move through you and through your life. uh, Amen. uh, And bring, bring the fulfillment of the potential in your life, in your church. Hallelujah. God's power flows through these revelations and this wisdom that God gives us. So I want to just conclude by saying, you know what, in our last days that we're living in, you know, we're actually honored to be alive today. You know, we could have been born at any point of history. I agree with Pastor Joe Rice. You know, uh, we could have been born again into any church family on the planet, but we weren't. We were born again into this church and into this fellowship. 
And God has raised us up and brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's our time. It's our time. It's chaotic. It's last days. It's perilous times. It's confusing. They say good is evil and evil is good. And they put sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. That's the times we're living in. But in all of that, God's looking for men and women who will be mighty men of valor, mighty women of valor for him. He wants to reveal his nature through us. He wants to empower us by that supernatural peace inside that we're not shaken when stuff goes down. We're not back on our heels when things happen. We have a peace of God that passes understanding and we can stand for God. We can do God's will. We can take those cities. We can take those nations for the Lord. Amen. We can do the will of God in our generation. And you can go back to your city, my brother, my sister. You can go back to your place. If you got announced last night or tonight, you can go into that place and immediately declare, you know what's going to happen in this city, in this place? The kingdom of God is going to be here because I'm here now, because God's with me now. We can overcome fear. That's one of my real targets this morning. There is a spirit of fear that has laid hold of God's people. And Jehovah Shalom drives out fear, my brother, my sister. And we can stand for God and be clear minded and rise up for our God. Glory to God and see his promises fulfilled to see the potential fulfilled in our individual lives, our families, our churches, our wing of the fellowship. The greatest days are still to come, my brother, my sister. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's all bow our heads this morning. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.